Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard, where we talk, where we take a look at old and new sci-fi TV shows and movies. We'll learn a little bit about the show or movie and give our first impressions and how we felt after seeing the show. Tonight, Jeremy and Josh join me to talk about 80s sci-fi TV show, Auto Man. I thought I would start off with a little bit of history about the show, and then we could talk about what we thought before going into it and what we thought after. Um, and I don't think this, this is going to be as long as our other podcasts, so I don't think there's too much to say really because it just wasn't a very long running show but i thought it was an interesting show i i like it and so just gonna give you some uh little little tidbits about auto man auto man was a 1980 sci-fi cop show that aired from december 15th of 1983 through april 2nd of 1984 the show filmed 13 episodes however they only aired 12 of those on abc the show was created by Knight Rider and Battlestar Galactica creator Glenn Larson and was also produced by Donald Kushner, who is also one of the producers of Tron. If, if you look at the show, you can see that this show is heavily inspired by Tron, and even Glenn Larson has said that in interviews. The show follows police computer lab officer Walter Nebaker, played by Desi, Desi Arnaz Jr., who is the son of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and the holographic superhero Auto Man, played by Chuck Wagner. Auto Man gets his name for being the world's first completely automated man. This is stated in the first episode, and actually they state this in every episode at the beginning after the theme song. Uh, each episode begins with a brief introduction, like I just said. Uh, Auto Man has a sidekick named Cursor, and Cursor is the one who actually makes everything that Auto Man needs from the auto car, the autocopter, or the autoplane, in various outfits for him to wear to blend in and look like a normal human. Uh, one, and even in one episode, Cursor makes an electric guitar for Auto Man so he can rock out with a, with a band. One of the reasons the show was canceled was because it was never really an instant hit. Uh, however, the main reason it was canceled, and this was stated in an interview that I found on YouTube, and it said that each episode of this show cost over a million dollars to produce, and that was a very rare cost for a show at that time, very expensive cost. Uh, another another uh, little bit of trivia is Chuck Wagner had to wear four-inch heels to make Auto Man appear larger, even though Chuck Wagner himself was already six feet, five inches tall. So they made him almost seven feet tall with the uh, heels. Good Lord. Yeah, the auto car was a customized Lamborghini Countach, and um, according to, I believe it was Chuck that said this in the documentary, I got some stuff from Wikipedia, some stuff from this uh, 
documentary that I found. However, Desi Arnaz and Chuck Wagner were not allowed to drive the car. Uh, mostly, you would only see them getting in and out, and stunt drivers had to actually drive the car. Um, another interesting tidbit about Auto Man is, even though he's technically supposed to be a fully holographic character, uh, no computer animation was used to create any of the effects for Auto Man. Uh, the effects were all traditional animation and editing techniques, much like the movie Tron is about a cyber world, which none of those effects were really CGI. Another really quick tidbit about Auto Man is this is shown in the first the pilot, which I think you both watched. Uh, Auto's, Auto Man's likeness is a mixture of celebrities that Walter entered into his computer. Uh, the celebrities are Paul Newman, Lee Majors, Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, Richard Burton, and Christopher Reeve. Interesting note, I got this bit of trivia from IMDb, and they actually had Christopher Reeve's Christopher Reeves' name spelled wrong, so I had to submit a correction for that, and they approved it, so I was happy. Just, uh, let's see. And also, <laughs> at the same time, i got to point this out, that if anybody watched House of a Thousand Corpses, that in the first episode, yeah, Sid Hank was in it. Was yeah. In it. yeah. Who was in it? Captain Spaulding or Sid Haig that was in uh, the most of the House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, Rob Zombie's movies. He mm-hmm. was he was the uh, a guy that was starting a fight with uh, I forgot the main character's name. And, Walter uh, and the girl that was there. Um, yeah. Are you talking about the girl from the show, uh, Heather McNair? Yeah. Roxanne Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, Another interesting tidbit, if you watch the show and you watch more episodes, Cursor has a thing for blondes, and there's actually a girl in the credits where you see him looking like he's kind of staring at her boobs. That girl was only in one episode. She was in the episode that was kind of like a staying alive Saturday Night Fever type of episode. Um, I think this is also the episode where he gets the electric guitar, but um, they go to a dance club. And most everything takes place. Actually, no, I take that back. That wasn't the uh, the electric guitar episode. This was actually the second episode of the season. He goes to a dance club and he's wearing something very John Travolta, very like, very much like John Travolta oh, did. Yeah, the white suit. And yeah, the white suit and and the girl at the bar because that's all at a casino, I do believe, and. She's in the opening credits of every episode, but she's only in that episode. Also, the stunt dancer for Chuck Wagner, who was also an accomplished dancer in his own right, he was actually in Staying Alive, I believe it was. And, and then one of the girls in the other episode I watched, which was about a, the female rock band, she was actually one of the girls in the Thriller video with Michael Jackson. So a little bit of interesting tidbit there. So I thought we'd talk about what we what we liked about the show or not what we liked about the show, but um, what our first impressions was. Cause I know I sent you all like kind of like the introduction part of the credits where they talk about who auto man is and stuff like that. Just to kind of, so you could all get like something in your head, what you might, might like about the show. And then, you know, after you watch it, what is what you felt? So I don't know if since I, I know as the host, I should probably go first, but I'll let, either one of you start and tell me what your first impressions were well uh for mine like right away like i felt like this was definitely a bit out of i'm like at least the auto man guy i was like definitely getting the tron vibes anyway just because everything looked the same 
But uh, it felt like some of it kind of gave me the vibes of Incredible Hulk for some reason. Like when I was watching it, probably because they kind of go by the same kind of formula, it seems like, during most of the episodes or whatever. I can see that. Yeah. Because it's very perceptible, just like a 70s or 80s superhero show. Yeah. I mentioned something similar, not something similar, um, in what what I think about the show after watching it. And I think it plays along kind of like what you're saying there. But go on. But uh, yeah, most of um, like I thought it was cool, but I could already tell like right away that money had something to do with like how they canceled it. <laughs> because um, like, especially I think that when Tron came out, I think they were saying that it was very high budget for that movie too at the time because the the effects and stuff like that was rather new at the time. And especially, like, the premise, how, like, it was mostly computer-based and stuff, like how he's a hologram and all that stuff. It felt like, um, like, it's, uh, like, it was felt like it was kind of early on, like, for something that could have been, like, if they would have done that, like, now or, like, 10 years ago or something, it probably wouldn't have been, like, as like weird of a thing but like knowing that it came out when it did a lot of people probably didn't watch it just because they were like what the hell is this a computer doing all this shit this is and it's funny you mentioned that because chuck wagner in an interview actually said something along those lines had it been done today well at least at the time of the interview the interview was from 2012 he's like if someone had done it with today it'd probably be a lot cheaper and probably would have gone over a lot better because just because of how things have progressed with special effects, they wouldn't have been, the show wouldn't have been as expensive yeah. and stuff like that. Jeremy, what was your first impressions of Auto Man bef- before you hunkered down and watched whatever how how much of it? Oh, you I only watched the first episode. <laughs> I, I, I so what would you think? What was your thought process before you went in? Did you watch the trailer that I sent? Before, well, yeah, before I could tell it was probably going to be pretty cheesy, and that's basically what i got from it in the first episode that i watched um like you know you guys probably saw i was sending text messages early on today or uh, about the fact that he was automatic man (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah (laughs) you know because he could do anything (laughs) he 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 pretty much had no like his his only real weaknesses was running out of power. So like, and that and that's why a lot of the show took place at night. You notice that first episode, pretty much the whole episode yeah, was at night. Yeah, he had to use the outlet There's, to charge up when he couldn't yeah. get through the walls anymore. Uh, <laughs> another reason the show was filmed from predominantly at night was because um, they didn't know how to light his suit in the daytime to make it look good back in 1983. So that's why a lot of the, the shots are at night, too. Um, they use special tape on his suit, and they reflected life, light oh, off so of it. it actually uh, very suit inc- they had him wear, and then they just added the effects afterwards? Yeah, they added the effects well, afterwards and stuff like that. Like that was used for, like, the Krypton, Kryptonian costumes and Superman. If you remember. Yeah, it's something yeah. very reflective. Yeah, he had very reflective tape. 
And so that's where the blue light was yeah. light they were reflecting and off of him. He said this in there where it felt like it was like super, super bright when it didn't need to be as bright as it was. It it got a little bright. And um, I'll be honest with my first impressions of the show. I actually can't remember how I first heard of this show because I had heard of this show like many, 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 many years ago. Like it's it's been a long time since I've heard of this show. And I actually I had the kind of same thoughts as Jeremy. I'm like, this show's probably cheesy as hell. It takes place in the 80s for one. Uh, when back when computers could do anything and everything, and they made shows about computers doing everything and anything. Y'all remember the movie Daryl about the android boy and he steals an SR-71? That was in the early 80s. Computers could do anything. And so... So I was, I was, I was thinking that this is going to be like something cheesy, like very tongue in cheek. Um, I think it played into a lot of how things were in the early '80s because if you look at shows like a Night Rider, another Glenn Larson show, and stuff like that, same setup like The Incredible Hulk um, that you mentioned earlier, Josh. My first impression was I just had to see this show because I thought it was going to be something super cheesy, and I had to check it out especially hearing it was by Glenn Larson. And I, I can't remember where I first heard about it. it. It's been probably a good decade since I first heard of this show. And this show and, is super weird. But, but I, I can mean, also tell you, I can also it, tell you it, one thing. And I was mentioning it to uh, the wife was that um, it was like a, what it reminded me of is, you know, how most superhero or comic books, right. Have the person, as their alter ego or whatever at a normal job. And then they're a superhero outside of that. This kind of reminded me of Mm -hmm. almost the opposite where there was a, he had the Walter had the job as the cop, but he created a superhero alter ego, but it wasn't him necessarily. Um, So it was a computer programmed superhero that he made. So it was, a little bit different, but it kind of reminded me of just any normal, you know, because like Spider-Man, for instance, he he was a photographer, right? But no one knew he was Spider-Man at night. But right now they're setting this up as Walter is a cop, but he, nobody knows about this auto man guy that is essentially can be combined with him, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, I thought that was super weird. I don't know. How, like, did they, I don't remember yeah. them even introducing like how he would just go inside of Auto Man. I guess at one point, <laughs> that was that was something that was really weird that I thought because it's like you're stepping inside of a hologram that doesn't make you bulletproof, but all of a sudden Auto Man makes him bulletproof. He can walk through walls when he's inside Auto Man. I thought that was well, really the weird. The premise of him being um, inside of him didn't really make sense. It was like, it, hey, he's it, no, it, it, I'm it, just going to sit it, over it, here and just, <laughs> <laughs> just make up like, oh, this, he, he, the, I'm a hologram, but he could become a hologram too. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, um, like kind of what Jeremy was saying. It's like, well, like Auto Man is everything Walter wished he could be. And so he had to live vicariously through this holographic superhero and stuff like that. But like the whole walking through walls and being bulletproof news and Auto Man, I totally didn't get. 
um, the tangi tangibility of holograms because given enough power. So basically, the auto car, an auto man, could, if he has tactile touch, he, he's also created like force fields in some manner. But they don't, it's all light. Um, Cursor was kind of a perv. Um, I think I mentioned that at the beginning. <laughs> but um, I just thought it was going to be a really cheesy show and not serious sci-fi like Star Trek The Next Generation would be later on or anything along those lines. I thought it was going to be tug-in-cheek. And, and, and it was. So I do have to ask, okay, so we talked about what you thought maybe going into it. After you've watched it and you've digested it, what do you think about the show overall? Like, I know y'all didn't watch every episode. I haven't seen every episode either. But I tried to provide enough stuff to give you a taste of it because it's a procedural and it doesn't have, like, overarching story arcs because a lot of shows were more episodic then and they didn't have that overreaching. They're all standalones. So, um, and obviously the show didn't run, run long enough to have, you know, reoccurring characters and stuff like that, kind of like some other shows did. So, Josh, I'll start with you since you started last time. After watching what you watched, what did you think of the show? Well, afterwards? honestly, I didn't think it was super bad. Like, I mean, uh, the, like the whole name and like it's just goofy as hell because it's just like auto man what are you trying to imply i thought it was like a dude that turned into a car i would be thinking about and then when i watched it i was like oh it's about a hologram what and that made sense why I, i'm like i didn't that's like another thing that i can see why i got canceled was because it was just a confusing ass name, but uh, I didn't think. I, like, I got because that because I used to watch a lot of like the old stuff, like Dukes of Hazard and Starsky and Hutch and Incredible Hulk and stuff back in the day. So it felt of the time with all those shows, like it had that type of vibe to it, but it just had this hologram thing for the main hero of the storyline but like i didn't find it to be a bad show i didn't find it to be a great show either it was just a show <laughs> hey jeremy after watching the pilot what'd you think of the show oh like i said it was extremely cheesy i <laughs> but you know what at the same time i thought one of the coolest parts about the show was the car um but I also, yeah, the, the auto car or whatever you want to call it. But I could tell you, and yeah, the, it was called auto car. It, the interesting part to me was the ninety degree turns it would make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where where it would just go <laughs> to the. Just, but it only and, does and ninety degree turns to the computer, or whatever he said in the first episode. He goes, "You programmed yeah. me to make ninety degree turns." <laughs> Some of this stuff was so ridiculous, but I think I was part of the show's charm. What else did you think about um, it? Not much else, honestly. It would, I think, because I only watched one episode. That you know, I read that. I guess there, you know, he also posed as a government agent by the name of Otto J Man. Yeah. <laughs> which, which... <laughs> yeah. There's. There was, an, there was at least one of the episodes I watched where he pretended he was with the FBI uh, working with Walter uh, in, the, in the computer lab because the computer lab was actually federally, uh, federally 
funded and to the police precinct. And so Walter was kind of like that computer nerd of the 80s where nobody liked him and stuff like that. Um, except for he did have a crush on um, Roxanne, and played by Heather McNair. And, and they also, someone hinted that that was probably why Cursor always always hovered around the pretty blondes because Walter had a crush on her. She was actually the only one I think who knew about Auto Man, to be honest with you. I don't think the detective knew and I'd have to go well, back and watch all the episodes again. But um care to know. And then, yeah. Probably and then, not, but but the other one uh, but like also at that? the same time, the detective I'm like the boss guy was weird. Like how he's getting so angry with him, I was like, he's like, "Hey, let's do this," and he's like, "Get out of here now!" <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know, stereotypical exactly. angry like stereotypical captain. Ba- I'm like, <laughs> or some shit. And like, well, again, that's where I said it mimics superhero things because that reminded me of uh, Jonah Jameson from Spider Man, yeah, where the the boss was always a, a dick, you know, a, you know. <laughs> So it, the only difference, like I said, was the fact that it technically wasn't him that was the superhero. In this case, he like designed him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like he, he created him. I uh, yeah, where they created yeah. That's another thing from the eighties where computers could do everything. They could make hot women look like Kelly LeBrock, and so, she can grant wishes. For that anyway. So <laughs> that's another uh, one of those things that was stereotypical from the eighties. Actually, my thoughts after watching some of the show, like, I honestly feel like this is something I was going to love anyway, because I like cheesy stuff like this. And it was every bit as cheesy and hokey as I thought it would be. Uh, But honestly, I thought that that was okay. It's kind of reflective of the times. Uh, I heard someone say this about Knight Rider. And I think it holds true for Auto Man. They said that it was like the Vietnam War was ending. So people were looking for a little bit things that were less serious than before less cold, so something a little bit more, I don't want to say campy, but right now a lack of a better word escapes me. But they wanted, people were wanting stuff like that. I really feel like this charm had, this show had all the charm of Knight Rider. And I think if it had been given a longer chance, I do believe that it, we would have the same nostalgic feelings as a lot of us do for Knight Rider it does today, because I feel like it's in the very same vein. Uh, obviously it has some similarities to me anyway, style-wise, because it was created by Glenn Larson. But I got a very Knight Rider vibe from it, and I and I and I, and I, and I like I said, I, this kind of equates to your Hulk, um, your Hulk thing, where like Knight Rider had his formula: Michael Knight meets someone, he has to help them, he has to get out of the sticky situation, he has the supercar. It's kind of the same thing. Walter has the case to solve. He can't do it without his supercomputer auto man who has a supercar and or super tools, I should say, because he has a copter and a plane. Which um, but he still has to hook up. To I really feel like if it had been given, <laughs> yeah, he has to dial in yeah, from a modem. God, can you match it with the bot? Ben Larson <laughs> liked making these type of shows, didn't he? Because he made it was a manimal. He did a man who could change himself into an animal. Fights crime. I think he, I think he did, Manimal. He did. I, I thought I heard something where he was talking about the six million dollar man, but I don't know if Glenn Larson had a hand in that. I, I didn't research it any further because it, it, we were just talking about Auto Man. But he actually, when he created Battlestar in the seventies, he actually 
he did he loved sci-fi you know because the star wars led to battlestar galactica but um he actually the the reason that battlestar galactica is the way it, it is is glenn larson was like super super into the mormon faith like that was his faith and so he added a lot of mormon stuff and into the the mythos that is Battlestar Galactica, but he kind of had like a weird niche and stuff. I mean, Knight Rider is technically another show that we could talk about, even though it's not an, an, an unknown show, but it still falls into that sci-fi category yeah, because no, it honestly, deals with a supercar I'm so, and it's a, it's I'm so like surprised a knowing that they haven't tried to remake it already. You know, that they've been trying to remake all these other sci-fi shows would, and shit. I, I would love to see a, a new Auto Man, but they, it obviously would have to be a and little bit different. The name of um, Auto Man. To be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it would have, they, they probably would. I, I really think that it was a good show. I do wish it had gotten more than 13 episodes. You can actually buy this show on wow. DVD, and this is hashtag not sponsored. But, uh, the DVD for Auto Man is available at Shout Factory's website. I, and so... And so that so if anyone's interested, that's where you can find it. It's got some some bonus features. I think the DVD or the DVD the the documentary I found on YouTube. I think that's on the DVD set too. And it's actually pretty interesting because you could tell that this cast actually really loved making this show, and they actually all got along. They all had nothing but like you could tell when they were talking about this show. You know when you see yeah. people talk about something they really cared about, they have like the fondness you can hear it in their voice. And you can actually really hear this in their voices. Like Desi Arnaz Jr. and Chuck Wagner got along great. They loved working well, with each other. They uh, had a natural chemistry. And they, no one said anything bad about it. They all loved working on the show. At least Desi the people Arnaz they interviewed. Jr., what else I don't has know. he done other than this show? Did he do a whole lot of stuff? Uh, he was – I don't know if he – I didn't really follow him, to be honest with you, like – I didn't look up his IMDb. Well, I did, but I didn't make any notes because I didn't think we'd, you know, I wasn't planning on discussing the actors. Uh, I know Chuck Wagner's done a lot of stuff. Most, I, a lot of stuff. I think he had just come off a soap opera when he uh, got Auto Man. Desi Arnaz was filming a movie, but I can't remember the name of the movie. But, I mean, they've done stuff. He's still, you know, he's still out there doing things. But, I mean... He's, well, you know, I'm sure know, he's doing so, something entertainment. He's uh, the son of that, uh, their kid. Desiree. Like even did anything until like after you were talking about this show, I was just like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I always wondered too, because like, I mean, they showed he's still doing stuff. Oh, Let me Desiree take a minute. I'm gonna look the, him up real quick. See if he's anything. That... On Auto Man too. I didn't realize that on the show. I think it might have been the second episode when they hmm. were doing. I'd have to go back and look at that because I well, I tried to find trivia about the show that it, it was the, the show itself. Like the mobsters and the judge was trying to take a, like trying to steal money from the mob. I guess one of the characters was Desi Arnaz. Yeah, that, that was the bad guys. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch it because I didn't pay attention to like the special guests and that's a fault on my part. But looking through his, his filmography, it looks like Desi Arnaz Jr. was in an episode of The Mod Squad, yeah, an episode of Night Gallery. Shit, um, he was in an episode of Brady Bud. Uh, 
nothing that we would have watched except for some of the TV stuff. Uh, he was in a, two episodes of Police Story, which I think I've heard of that show, but obviously I've never seen it. Um, oh, yeah. Most like of the stuff that he, he was in a, two episodes of The Love Boat, the original Love Boat. Not, uh, yeah, he th- he's done a lot of day stuff like in TV shows. And well, <laughs> uh, no, that's called that's called a cat knocking oh, over my cup. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I'll get it cleaned up here in a second. She was trying to walk across the tablet, and I had to stop her. And so, but he's been a, he's done a lot of bit stuff, and nothing like. Nothing like grandiose, like nothing yeah. like big major roles or anything well, like that. Chuck Wagner's kind of done. Like, it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it must be hard. But I thought it was a great show. I do recommend it to anyone who's never seen it. I say give it a go. I feel like this is something that, like, you would see on, like, um, I don't know if you all follow her, but, like, Movie Nights with Allison Pregler. Uh, she used to be Obscurus Lupa. No. I feel like this is something that she would she would be into, but it's it's actually a good show if you like quirky stuff, and so I do recommend changing, uh, checking it out. And so, does anyone have any other thoughts they'd so. like to offer? I don't have any. I mean, hey, right, if there's nothing else, I do want to thank you all for joining me on Sci-Fi Graveyard. I do hope we get to do this again soon. I am thinking about episode number two. It is a movie that was an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Sci-Fi Channel years. It's called Space Mutiny. I actually have the movie Unrift that I purchased a few years <laughs> ago on Amazon. Three. So, Didn't... well, what episode two of uh, Sci-Fi Graveyard. On... No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was Plot oh, Holes. That was Steven. Jeez, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> 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 So on episode two of Sci-Fi Graveyard, I'm thinking. Uh, so when we get together to do this again, given circumstances, it's most likely going to be Space Mutiny. So I, we'll have to get together and watch that and the Unrift version because you do have to see it in what? its in its entire Shoot. cheesiness. Oh. But if that's it, you know, thank you all for listening. We'll talk What's about that? it afterwards. Yeah. All right. If there's nothing else, I thank you all for joining us on Sci-Fi Graveyard. I'm Elvin, and for Josh and Jeremy, thank you for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe. Check out our website, theheartofgeek.com. It's still under construction, but you'll find all our podcasts there. And also check us out on Facebook, The Heart of Geek, and on Twitter, at The Heart of Geek. So thank you all. Good night, and thank you for listening.